The Luck Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser, NFC South preview episode with Brett Bowser is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. So that's up to $500 in free money this season. And we're going to be needing it because we've been giving out winners all month long. I, I just told Brett right here, right before, like, oh, my God, dude, I feel like uh, just a haggard, like Larry King after seven pots of coffee, like on a on a bender, just interviewing fucking Charles Grodin over and over again. Like, all right, we're going to get somewhere, Grodin. Like, uh, RIP to both those guys. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, dude, big news coming out of the NFL today. Cam Newton has been released by the New England Patriots. So before we get in the NFC South, because Cam Newton started off in the NFC South with the Carolina Panthers, we thought that might be an interesting topic to open this with because a lot of people think he might be returning to the Carolina Panthers. I'm not sold on that. What do you think? Um, if you look at their quarterback situation, it makes sense. But really, there's nobody in this organization that has any ties to that previous regime, um, including the owner, I believe, right? He's yeah. gone. Yeah, because he was a uh, got uh, foot did, fetish. Did he get Epstein or did he get a Cosby? I forget which one it was. He either got yeah. Weinstein or Epstein. I can't remember exactly what he did, but it wasn't good. It had to do with feet. I remember that much. Yeah, well. um, but... Uh, Gettleman was the GM back then, and he's now with the Giants, and Daniel Jones doesn't look to be the guy. So um, I feel like that's a, an interesting place for him. Uh, Ron Rivera, also a very big fan of everything that he had going on in Carolina. He brought Curtis Samuel up there. Yeah, I think that makes uh, the most sense to me is going to Washington. I mean, they have Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, penciled in as their starter right now. But, I mean, let's face it, he's a 36-year-old. Uh, like, maybe they can recapture a few years. I, I don't think – Fitzpatrick's a journeyman, you know, and, like, you know what you're getting out of him. Ideally, you don't want him starting more than six games for you in a season. Like, and, and, honestly, this is where not being vaccinated is really going to hurt Cam Newton because you need extra quarterbacks this year more than ever because you never know when a guy is going to be out for COVID. And you got to – like, look at what happened with the Broncos last year. Yeah. They had to run like a scout team receiver at quarterback for a game. Yeah, um, and it's funny because they they rescheduled the Patriots when they had a similar situation, but they didn't do, the league didn't do that for the Broncos. It was pretty funny. But it's one of those things where if he's not not vaccinated, like it really you can't count him as that backup. No, no, the way true. you can, you know. So I mean, it's the, a tough spot, but yeah, and maybe uh, you know what's an interesting situation for him? I think might be is Houston. Yeah, because, get a new story in there. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, with his uh, allegations right now and potential prison time coming up. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's a good chance that, you know, they're looking for a quarterback, and I, I think he could be a fit there. So it's going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. What does it say about the Patriots, though? Uh, like, Mac Jones is the guy. Um, you already said, texted me this morning, like, Pound that. We were already on the under for that game, dude. It was like, pound that under that Miami fucking New England game week one. It was at 45 and a half. It's probably going to be down to like 41 and a half now. I mean. Yeah, I believe rookie QBs starting their first year, the first game of the first year, are 0-13 in NFL history. Um, And you have three of them now penciled in to start week one this year. Um, you got Trevor Lawrence again at Houston. You got um, the 
You got uh, Zach Wilson of the Jets at Carolina. At Carolina. And then you got the uh, what's the other Mac one? Jones Mac Jones playing, playing the Dolphins. Yeah. So yeah. I think Mac Jones probably has the best shot of winning out of those because the, he's the one in those matchups that's basically going. I mean. Well, they're all kind of going against garbage quarterback. Who knows? <laughs> Those are all. Yeah, Miami has the best defense. Um, but you know what? I will say this. The Patriots are the only one of those three at home. At home. But and that might have... work against you. Like, I mean, if you come could. out and stink it up, they like you could be getting booed at home. Now, I think for the Patriots, from a fantasy perspective, uh, like Damian Harris really just fucking, his value just went through the roof. Because you don't have to worry about goal line touches going to Mac Jones anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, that was going to happen under Cam Newton. That's not going to happen now. Cam uh, Newton had 250 rushes last year. So, yeah, bottom so, line, it, it opens up 250 rushes. So, even if Ramor J. Stevenson or James White get more involved, probably not 250 touches involved. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a – I didn't realize he ran it 250 times last year. Jesus. Insane. Man. Insane. He had, like, four or five games, though, where he threw under 100 yards. Yeah, I remember that. Like, he was he – was, I had he him. In a, I had to drop him in fantasy because I had him. At, like he finished the year with eight touchdowns and ten interceptions, and three of his touchdowns came in the last week of the season against the Jets in the total garbage game. So, so really, he, he had five touchdowns and ten in, across um, fifteen games, passing. Passing. Yeah, that, he had some rushing touchdowns. That's not too fun. Well, his old division seems like a boatload of fun this year. I I don't know. Um, this is a. Uh, this is a tough one to call for me. I don't know. Well, Tampa seems like the clear-cut favorite. Uh, good. Let's go down the line. They're they're the favorite for this division. They're at minus two forty for the division, plus two hundred for the conference. They're also the front runner to repeat as NFC champs. Um, their their season win totals at twelve. Now I know it's a seventeen game season, but the overs juiced at minus one twenty, where the unders at minus one ten. I never see a juice split like that, where they're still juicing the underside but they're juicing the oversight extra like that. Like normally that would be the plus plus one twenty would balance out with like a plus 100 on the other side. And so I thought that was really weird. And 12 seems even in a five, 12, 17 game season, 12 just seems like too high of a number, right? You see, I thought the same thing before I started breaking down their schedule, but uh, we'll get through it right here. But I mean, they're matched up against the NFC East. So, Okay, you know, so, you know, they got that going for them. And the Saints are going to be – they lost twice to the Saints last year during the season. And the Saints aren't the – Yeah, Saints are a much different team now that Breeze is out at quarterback and it looks like Jameis is in. But Jameis is looking good. I mean uh, – Got his on. Lasix. Yeah, he got he his Lasix. He can see now. <laughs> so, now he's good when your quarterback can actually see. Well, let's go over their schedule here because – my lock of the week for week one is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got it early at minus six and a half. I think it's up to like eight now or something like that. It's like it's really gone up. But I like them against Dallas week one, the Thursday night home opening game for the entire league. Uh, it's their, their ceremony. I think they're just going to put on a clinic in that one. What do you think? Uh, I agree. I think the Cowboys are getting that hard knocks hype right now where everyone believes a little bit more in them. And the thing is, it's like, yeah, the offense was really good last year when Dak was healthy, but that defense is so bad. It's really bad. And, and Tampa has weapons everywhere to to, to, to throw at yeah. that defense. Like, I mean, they're three deep at running back. 
They're four or five deep at receiver. They're two, three deep at tight end. This is no this this is a team that's built to withstand injuries to anybody but Tom Brady. Yeah, and with uh Vita Vea, that guy is a one man rush defense. You know? Yeah. You know what's weird to think, dude, is the the one team that interrupted the Patriots from going four Super Bowls in a row, winning four Super Bowls in a row back in the early two thousands. The, the, in the early days of the Tampa Brady era, the first three was the Tampa Bay Bucks. I just realized that right now. Wah, wah, wah. Okay, so now let's go at four by four games. I, normally we do the seventeenth game at the very end, but I figured since that's the kickoff one, we'll do that we'll do a little. One ex- and then we'll do we'll, next four. Yeah, got we'll it. Do. So we got uh, Atlanta at home at the Rams at the Patriots, dude. Tom Brady returning to New England. That's, that's gonna be fucking sick, October there. And then Dolphins in Tampa. Uh, I got them three and one here. I also have them three and one. I have them losing at the Rams. Same here. Um, they're going to the East Coast. Or, I'm sorry, from the East it Coast to, to the, the West Coast. Coast. Yeah. Always a tough game. Um, they say they're going to take it one time, but you can't help but look ahead a little bit to that Patriots um, after cruising against Cowboys and Falcons, horrible defenses, playing a tough Rams defense on the road, on the West Coast. Um, yeah, it's a. And they could I, win the game, but it's, it's close enough to call. I, I want the Rams. That and way. you're giving me Tom Brady and a chance in prime time to stick it at Belichick's ass in Foxborough. I'm going to take Tom Brady's side in that one versus Mac Jones and Belichick. And that's the game where. Like they will cover the spread because there's gonna be no chill in Brady. No, like they yeah. could be up forty in the third quarter, yeah, and he's gonna put another forty on them. You yeah. know, like he is not worried about taking the classy route on that one. And then I think Dolphins at home in that Week Five matchup that seems like a, a fucking pretty easy one for them too. Dude. I think the Dolphins are sitting there like, "Are you kidding me? Like we can't get away from this guy?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good call there. All right, next four, they're at Philly, at home against the Bears, at New Orleans, at Washington football team. I'll give them a three and one here, but I can very well see this as a four and over stretch. So I got them at three and one, and here's here's the thing is I feel like the Bears is the losable game because I think Justin Fields should be quarterback by then, and that's the intangible that might actually do something against their defense. Okay, okay, I see And that. Uh, the thing is, I really liked Washington to give them hell, but they're coming off the bye week right there. Yeah. So I just feel like you give them two weeks to prepare for Washington. Um, but yeah, but even still, between the Bears and Washington, I, I don't think the Saints are going to give them a problem at all. I think they're going to be very up for that game because they lost to them twice last year. But then they beat him in the playoffs. So yeah, um, I I I figure they're going to drop one of those three playoff games. I think you're right. The, the Saints is the one that they're. I think they're least likely to drop. But I could see them dropping Washington or the Eagles. Like I, both both uh, road game. Those are the two road matchups they're going to have when they face these NFC East school teams. Schools. What the fuck, man? These are all bleeding together on me, dude. I've been, <laughs> too many of these previews. Um, but yeah. The Buccaneers are very strong defensively. Their front four is very good up the middle. I do think if there's a weakness, it's maybe speed at the linebacker position. Not that they're bad, no. but uh, I think that that running quarterbacks might give them a little bit more problem than traditional pocket passers. All right. Now they are at home against the Giants 
at the Colts, at the Falcons, at home against the Bills. I'm going to give them three and one here, but I think they can go four and zero again. I give them three and one, but I don't. I think the Giants, Colts, and Falcons are. are you know what? Wins. You're right, dude. That twelve is a, is they got that number right here because I, I think I'm already close to having them close to twelve wins here, dude. <laughs> yeah, we had them at seven and two through the first. Uh, so I got. I basically part. got them at ten and three now, dude. Yeah, so, yeah. So and and the Bills is the loss there. A game they could easily win at home. But, oh, for sure. Yeah, but the Bills are tough, and so. Might take it to him. Yeah, I, I then, think I think that's a game where Josh Allen really comes in with something to prove. Uh, and then this last stretch is the probably their easiest stretch of the year. Yeah, yeah, where they, dude, they got Saints at home, at Carolina, at the Jets. Dude, how they get that game on their schedule? Jeez, or oh, because they're playing the AFC East, dude. Uh, yeah, and then they got uh, Panthers at home. Yeah, that's four zero right there. So, dude, I got them at fourteen and three now. I could see them very easily. Going twelve and five, I, I gave them a couple where they, I think they might lose. So yeah, I, I feel really safe on this over twelve. I'm not going to completely lock it up, but I feel pretty safe with it because I, I feel like the thirteen, fourteen is probably the most likely outcome for them this year. And here's my thing: is I was looking at those last, like, man, if they're really fourteen and two at that, or you know, whatever at that last game, they might sit Brady. But like you were saying, they're so deep. That they could probably win that Panthers game with yeah their backup. A, ba- a backup quarterback <laughs> and their backup like running back and receivers and tight like that's still a that's that's still a team better than like I don't know the Jets the like something like uh, the the Jaguars that's that, that's definitely better than the Houston Houston probably right now too like I mean well, well that's the thing too people always go like oh they might sit their starters there's only fifty three guys. Yeah. You can't sit like 21, 22 starters. No, you can't. You know, like you sit Brady because you want to save him for the playoffs, but you're you not. Probably, maybe... if you, have, you, you save your star. And like they don't really have a star running back. They have a couple of guys that they usually get it done with Fournette and Ronald Jones. And then now Gio Bernard, who I like a lot. But So you basically you sit Brady and then anyone who's kind of banged up. Like, yeah, yeah they could play, but they got a little bit of a nagging injury. Let's give them that extra week and, off. I mean, at that point, too, it. Dude, this is going to be week eighteen. Guys are yeah. going to guys are going to definitely have banged up. Like they're going to be banged up, dude. That's going to that's yeah. just going to be come with the territory. Remember but again, when, you can't sit everybody. No, yeah, you can't. <laughs> dude, it's only it's fifty three man rosters too, and only forty six can dress on game day. I think a lot of, I don't know if they changed that rule, but I think it's still only forty six can actually suit up. So you have seven guys on your fifty three roster that don't even get to suit up on game day. So yeah, you can only uh, actually suit forty six, seven, seven guys on, which is fucking stupid, right? You should have, if you yeah. have a roster size, they should all be like, like in baseball, you have a twenty six man roster, but you dress all guys. I mean, yeah, a guy might be not playing that day, but he's still dressing and gonna be sitting there, like. And the kicker, punter, twenty two starters. It's like okay, that's only leaving with another twenty two guys. So. Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, cause you, like think about it right off the top. You got a long snapper, and you got. Uh, you're two specialists there. You're kicking your punter. So that's three roster spots right there. Like, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Enough about that bullshit. Let's get into the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they're at plus 440 for the division, plus 1500 for the conference. Their t- win total is at nine over at minus 145, under at plus 125. Um, I think this defense is legit. I think Alvin Kamara is a beast. Uh, I think he's a great fantasy pickup this year for if you haven't done your draft yet. I think there's great value in getting him because uh, he, he's he's gonna get a, he's gonna get probably more carries this year. 
And so Sean Payton's really going to work on keeping Jameis to playing safe and not throwing a bunch of turnovers. And that's going to mean, Hey, when things aren't there, check down to Camara. Yeah. You know, um, he's a long play on a short throw. I think him and Adam Troutman, their tight end, aren't bad value. Play- I mean, well, Kamara's a first f- top five pick, but Troutman's Tr- a little banged up right now too. So I'm not even sure if he's going to necessarily, but it's not going to be out too long. So yeah, no, he'd be, be if that hurts his draft value and he goes way lower, that could be a good value pick because tight end's so weak. But he could be a guy who's definitely seeing goal line targets, you know, like yeah. and that and that's what you want at tight end if you're not getting one of the top two guys, basically. I don't know. Let's take a look at their uh, schedule real quick here because, you know, I'm not really sold. Uh, you know, like, here's the thing is with what's going on right now in the state of Louisiana, um, like, they might have a little more tra- <laughs> round of tragic magic going for them again this year. And I- <laughs> yeah, it's funny. At first, I was like, oh, man, like, this is like Katrina part two. This could hurt. Hurt. This could help. <laughs> yeah, no, they had a really good year. I mean, I, I hate won saying the Super Bowl. It. Yeah. No, they didn't win the Super Bowl the Katrina year. That was a couple few years later. One the year after. But the, the Katrina year was the first time they'd made the playoffs in, like, a few years or whatever. You know, so it was their first, compe- like, really competitive team in a while. So, like, that's kind of where they – you could say Katrina's really where this organization turned the page and went from being a laughing stock year in, year out to being, like, you the know – The Aints. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, they went from being the Aints to – I don't know. I guess they're the taints. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that one in there. Okay. Uh, so let's go to their schedule. Week one at home, green, uh, at home against Green Bay. Oof, that's a tough, that's a tough home opener, dude. Yeah. Uh, then at Carolina, then at New England, then at home against the Giants. What do you got there? I got three and one. I'm going to go two and two. I got that loss coming to the Packers, and I think – their defense, I, I, they're getting a little worse each year. They're still strong, but I think they'll give Mac Jones a hard time. I mean, I could see that, but I, I, I could see them. Uh, I could see them losing the Panthers the, the week after, dude. I could see them with yeah. going starting going to there, but like back to back road games there that early in the season with an un, you know kind of an unproven. I, I'm going to make them two and two. Yeah, and the Belichick defense could be giving Winston all kinds of problems. So yeah. I could easily see it going two and two, but I yeah. doubt is three and one. I'll I'll stay there. All right, based on what I have going later. All right, I got. Now they go at Washington, at Seahawks, at home against Tampa, at home against Atlanta. I'm gonna go two and two again here. I got them going one and three here. Ooh, hot take so- alert. <laughs> but see, that's kind of what I'm talking about is we've said this in the last time I was doing this with you. There's those 50, 50 games and you kind of just go back and forth and you give so, them one, the one time and you give them one, the next. No, that's, that's so not. it's like, if I, if I haven't going two and two, the first round, I got them going two and two here. I had it the other way, three and one, one and three. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's how we uh, roll in the 50, 50 games. Yeah. I see. I think they lose uh, at Seattle. Cause once again, like I think they beat Washington probably but maybe not really i don't uh, have him beating washington what's up that's the game i don't have him winning yeah and but like uh you got the whatchamacallit the seahawks after the week after that back-to-back road games there that's a really tough spot and then you come home just to get the best team in your division in tampa so like that to me there's for sure two losses right there yeah but like i said dude yeah i agree with you man like they could easily lose at washington 
don't be surprised with the Washington football team this year for Chase Young to have like one of those like LT JJ Watt like Dude, Derek Thomas, monster seasons, dude. I, I don't want to call you out and put you on the spot here, but do you happen to have defensive MVP odds in front of you on him? Or No, I don't. We can, we'll take a look at that. We'll take a look at that later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, that might not be a bad play. So far, the only play I've, I've really loved, you said, are Buccaneers division minus 140. Yeah, it's minus 240. Oh, never mind. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Changes the game a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, because I was going to say, well, that's a lock. But, yeah, dude, at 240, it's just too much juice there. Like, if you really like them to, to fucking roll up on this division, I would rather uh, go the over 12 at minus 120 and cut your and cut your fucking your risk in half. I have them going 6-0 and again in their division. So, to me, it's kind of like just bet them on the money line each of those games. <laughs> I mean, I, that would work soon, I guess. Um, all right. So, yeah, next up we got. The Titans, oh, yeah, at Tennessee, at, at, at the Eagles. Dude, man, they keep getting, dude, they keep getting these back-to-back road spots, dude. Like, that's, that's fucking, like, I don't care what team it is, dude. If you got to go to second week on the road to any team in the NFL, they're still professionals. They're going to give you a hard time, dude. And their bye week is week six between Washington and the Seahawks. So that means they have 11 straight weeks of football after that. Or, I'm sorry, 12 straight weeks of football after that. Yeah, dude, this is, I mean... No, I'm sorry, 13, This right? is a brutal schedule yeah. for them, dude. 12 weeks, yeah. Okay, so I'm giving them a loss at Tennessee. I might, I'm giving them a loss at Philly, too, there. I think that's a tough spot for them. And then I'm giving them a loss to Buffalo. I'll give them the win against Dallas, but, dude, yeah, I got them 1-3 and three there. Yeah, I got them 2-2. Two and two. Um, I feel like they they beat the Falcons, and they'll win one of those two road games... And then lose to the Bills. Yeah. Okay. So I got them one and three. So what do I? I got them at uh, five and seven total. I don't, dude. I got them at six and six here. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'll tell you what, dude. I can guarantee you right now we both have tam- We okay. So then the final. Let's go down to the final stretch here. You got the Jets. Okay, at the Jets, at Tampa. At home against the Dolphins, at home against Carolina, and at home or at the Falcons, I'm going to give them. All right, win win against the Jets, loss against Tampa, win against the Dolphins, win against the Panthers. So that's two and two or three and one there, and I'm going to but I'm going to give them a loss in that final game against the Falcons, three and so two. So I. I got, so them I got them. Go, I got them the winning Falcons. eight games. Yeah, I got them winning eight games total. I have them losing to the Dolphins based on the fact that that's going to be their tenth game in a row. Oh uh, yeah, and Dolphins defense is good, and that's a Sunday night game. It says, yeah, Ooh. or no Monday. That's a Monday night game. Monday night game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, well, they don't schedule the Sunday night games that far in advance. Uh yeah, dude, I, I, I can't buy in on this over for this team, especially when you're going to give me plus 125 on the, on the under nine there. I think that's a pretty solid play, dude. I think it's really hard for this team to get to nine wins on this schedule. Just And, and like, I, I like what Sean Payton's done over the years and stuff. I just got to say, like, we don't know what Jameis is going to bring in this offense. I could be dead wrong. They could be a fucking 15-2 and two team. Who knows? I don't think so. But, like, I... what. I see more scenarios where they're just kind of right there in the middle of the pack. 
They drop a few games that they should easily have won. They might win a couple that they should have lost, but that that's I mean, that seems about right, right? Well, I have them at eight and nine, and for me, that is the under. But I'm not going to bet anything that I have mapped out a game within the spread. Okay. Uh, when we were on the Bengals last time, we had them at three wins, and it was six and a half. Yeah, so it's like pounding. so. I could be I could be three games wrong and still win my bet. Yeah, I went back and got even more on that after we recorded that episode because it's like that's just one of those too good to be true uh, plays this season. I really feel like. Um, so go back and listen to Brett on the, and, and listen to why we think the Bengals are a three win team, and that's dude. I think that was both of us giving them three wins. <laughs> yeah, and when you Combined. go through the schedule, like, yeah, go back and listen. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I just I can't give this team a ninth win. I kind of do like the pl- plus one twenty five there, dude. I wouldn't go too heavy on this under, but I would I would sprinkle a little on it. Yeah, that's a fun little bet. Since my brother's putting a gun to my head here, I will take the under. Because you're getting juice, and I have them at the under, but I'm not going heavy on it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a solid play. Okay, next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons. New coach, Arthur Smith, former Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator, is at the helm now with first-round draft pick Kyle Pitts. Now, I got to say, dude, they trade Julio Jones to the Titans, so Arthur Smith and Julio Jones are just two ships passing in the night, you know, kind of just, oh, we we, kind of knew each other almost. But, dude, why don't they keep Julio for one year with that – with him, Calvin Ridley, Pitts. Like, why don't you try that for one year, dude? I don't get it. Why? I think you're kind of going full rebuild. I get it. But, dude, Julio's maybe the best player in your franchise history. Your defense, <laughs> your defense is bad, too. So it is. But it's not like gonna... when they traded him at that point in the season, it's not like they. it's all for stuff for next year. It was already after the NFL draft. It's like... It's it's nothing that's gonna help them this year. So in a rebuild, like I don't know, I say give it hell for one year with that fucking high flying offense. Like, yeah, uh, but you never know. Like it sounded like too that there was a lot going on in that locker room of he just didn't want to play there and he could have had a hurt hammy hammy all year kind of thing. You okay, know? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I like him in the Tennessee offense. I think he's gonna blow up this year. So that's a. Uh, I think, or maybe he's not going to probably have the best season of his career, obviously, because he's had some really incredible ones. But he's going to be looking like old Julio this year. Um, all right. So the Falcons open up the season at home against the Eagles. They are uh, okay. Well, first let me go over there. Fucking yeah, plus eight fifty for division, plus five thousand for conference, seven and a half win total, minus one twenty five in the over, plus one hundred five on the under. See how that fucking minus one twenty. 20 minus 110 really irks me. Like, what the fuck is that about? That's some... They're fucking really going to nickel and dime everybody on that one, huh? All right. Yep. That's that. They're they're really taking advantage of the rubes. That's... uh, Short arms, deep pockets. That's... Yeah, that's a good... That's a good phrase for this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the Eagles at Falcons. And then they're at Tampa, at New York, at home against the Washington football team. I'll give them two and two there. I got them one and three. All right. All right. I think I might have been generous giving them a win in uh, New York. I think Daniel Jones sucks, man. Yeah, that's the win I have them having. Um, I think Washington defense is good enough. Okay, I think they can beat Washington at home in that spot. Okay, so I think they can. Dude, I think that and the Eagles game are both 50-50 games. 
so I think the, the Buccaneers go six and zero oh in div, in division games. Yeah, so here. yeah, I have them beating. So it's like two losses right away, and then what makes or breaks who's going to finish second place here is how they play against each other. And a lot of times, I'm just going with, okay, the home team's going to win. Yeah, and and we we know that's not always the case. Road teams win plenty of games in the NFL, especially in this division. What was it like? Like six years in a row, that or four years in a row, the team that finished last finished first, and yeah, they always it's a weird division, man. They play like, a weird, they weird, play a weird shuffle. That's why, honestly, if you're gonna bet the division odds on this, I would just bet Atlanta and Carolina at plus eight fifty and plus twelve and at twelve to one, because it's just like you never know with that shuffle. So you might as well get the long two longest odds in it, and for a small, like if you put like ten bucks each on each of those, and if you hit, you get an eighty five dollars, spend twenty bucks total. And you're either gonna hit for 85 there, or 120, or nothing. Eh. Yeah, someone could slip Tom Brady some red meat, and he he dies the next day, yeah. and then this whole division changes. Uh, yeah, overnight. Like, I mean, that's not, I mean, dude, he's been like a freak for a long time, but he is 43, dude. Like, I mean, like I said, he's one he's one cheeseburger away from just dying. I think so. he's 44 now, actually. Yeah, dude, he's 44. Yeah, he's 44. He oh, turns dude. 45 this year, I think. Oh, man. I mean, obviously within the year, but. See, I'm 42, and, like, dude, I can barely, like, hit a bucket of balls at the driving range. I don't know how he does it. He did it. I'm telling you, it's it's his TB12 steroids. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. His own exclusive line. All right. Then after all that, they get the the Jets at home. They're at Miami. They get the Panthers at home. Then they're at the Saints. At the Falcons. At the Saints. Jesus Christ. I can't even do this. Uh... I'll give them the win against the Jets, but I think they lose maybe those other three. I have them beating the Panthers because they're at home. Okay, yeah, I'll give them that two and two. I, I, so I got them at two and two, yeah. Yeah, that's the home spot for them. All right, then they're at Dallas. I think it's a winnable game for them. Um, but I'll give them a loss there. Oh, dude. Okay. That that should be a game that hits the overs because it, it's going to – Dallas could – yeah, Dallas could go up, and I don't think their secondary is going to be able to stop Ridley and Pitts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they, they get the Patriots at home. That's interesting. Uh, I'm gonna give them a win there. No. All right, and then you got the Falcons. Then they're at the Jaguars, and they're at Tampa. I'll give them one and three on that run, dude. I think I got them beat- one. At- I got them one and three. They're beating the Jags. They beat the Jags, and that's it, dude. Like, that's a dude. This is a, a bad team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they're pretty, pretty bad team. Okay, then they're at Carolina, at San Francisco, at home against Detroit, at uh, the Bills. So I'll give them fucking one and three there. I'll give them that win against the Lions. I got them one and three beating the Lions as well. I don't think they got a chance at the Bills or at the Niners at all. If they're going to win another one there, it's at the Panthers. But there's no guarantee they're going to beat the Panthers at home. So between the two of them, they're going one and one the way I see it. Yeah. So flip-flop them however you want. I don't think they're beating them twice. So I I completely lost track of where I have these guys, but it's bad. What did I give them? Uh, A two and two, a one and three. A one and three, a one and three. Yeah, and then losing in the final. <laughs> yeah, dude. I have them beating the Saints in that last game. I think neither team's really going to be playing for much. They're both going to be out of playoff contention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll give them that at home. I'll I'll give them six wins for the season, dude. I have them at six and eleven. Yeah, 
I think that sounds about right. Uh, that goes under. It's at seven and a half. So you said not too. What do you do? You like getting that half a game there? No, not really. Because it's still only plus one hundred five. If this was like the other one, where was that plus one twenty five for the fucking under? I, I like that much better. Getting that extra juice, but if I have to, if I was betting all of these over unders on the team totals, I would bet Atlanta. But if I'm going to pick and choose the ones I like the most. It's um, the Jaguars under six and a half. It's the Jets under six and a half. And it's the Bengals under six and a half. Yeah, I'm going to lean on the under here. So, but I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm not sold on it. But for the sake of I, taking a side for the show, I'll, I'll take the under. But I could see them winning eight games. That doesn't, that wouldn't, that wouldn't fucking completely shock me. I'm going to make a pick for the show and I'm going to track it so I could uh, tell you how right I am at the end of the year. All right. So then final, we have the Carolina Panthers, 12 to win the win division, 40 to one to win the conference. They're also at seven and a half. This really kind of blew my mind, dude, um, when I was doing this. Because if you look at Atlanta has 850 division odds, right? Plus 850. Mm-hmm. Carolina has plus 1,200. But for the conference odds, Atlanta is 50 to one and Carolina is only 40 to one. Does that make any sense to you at all, dude? And then no. they And then they both have the same over under for the win total at seven and a half the juice is a little different it's minus 115 for the over on carolina minus 105 on the under that really i could not wrap my head around why for some reason it's like well no they're the clear favorite out of those two to win the division but if they get to the playoffs well they're more likely to win the conference like that it made absolutely no sense you know what it could be though is nobody's betting that win the conference but when they lost Julio, people might have not not bet the the Falcons at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, who knows? The, I mean, some whales could have. Yeah, on the season long bets, the money does shift it. It's not as noticeable as like the point spread going from three to three and a half to four. No, some whale could have just loaded up on Carolina because it's like they they won a billion a million dollars playing baccarat, and they're like. Oh, I like their colors, and they they do it because they don't know anything about football. They met like, a girl from Carolina, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, I'm gonna bet a lot on your team." Yeah, look at me, I got a lot of big dick money. Ooh, woo, woo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we got. Let's look up their schedule. Uh, I don't know. I dude, Sam Dar- Sam Darnold taking over at quarterback, and you guys know what I all feel about SC quarterbacks. So uh, we'll start there on that. But I'll say this: I think he's got deep fantasy potential this season. Because I like their receivers and Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall. And who's the other one? Uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, yeah. So it's like DJ Moore has been going in the third or fourth round. Robbie Anderson's going around the seventh, eighth. Terrence Marshall's that late round flyer. And let's not forget they got the number one overall fantasy pick in in Christian McCaffrey. And a guy who could easily catch 100 balls this year and 1,000 yards. And it's like all of those guys are supposed to produce 1,000 yards. And... He's not supposed to do anything at the quarterback. It kind of doesn't add up. Yeah, no, it's one of the, it's like the Steelers with Roethlisberger, where it's like you got three top twenty-five fantasy receivers, but he's like the fucking number sixteen fantasy quarterback, and it's like, well, that doesn't add up. Like, yeah, those guys. Um, all right, so they start the season at home against the Jets, then they're at home against the Saints, and then they go on the road to the Texans, and then they're on the road to the Cowboys, back-to-back Texas trips. I imagine they stay. In a neutral, like they just go to Houston from Dallas, right? And they stay there the week. It makes sense. You're dumb not to. And like, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm optimistic here, dude. Uh, but no, I'll give them two and two. I can see them going three and one there. I got them two and two. I think Carolina week one against the Jets might be my survivor pool play. Um, you yeah, have it's, it's the Sam Darnold revenge spot against the Jets. It's, it's the Sam Darnold revenge spot. The other game I really like is the Niners at the Lions. I don't like betting a road team that early in a survivor pool. Yeah, no. And you got the rookie quarterback first game ever, uh, Jets revenge game at home. I'm talking myself into that more and more. All right, all right. Well, you got um. Yeah, I'll go two and two there. That is an interesting – that is a great uh, survivor pool pick, though. I agree. I think that's one of the top, like, three or four you could do that week. Um, I think they they really roll it up on the Jets. And, like, like just like you said, just just in the revenge spot. Because it's not just a revenge spot for Sam Arnold. It's also for Robbie Anderson. So, yeah, let's not forget that. All right, so then they're at home against the Eagles and at home against the Vikings. Dude, that's – dude, they got kind of a favor. Like, the way the Saints got shafted with their, like, like – uh all the road games like back to back, like they're getting some nice back to back home games here. So the Eagles. Yeah. But this next, the second half stretch is not so kind. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, I could see it getting real mean, real, real ugly, real quick. Okay. So the Eagles at home, the Vikings at home, the, then they're at the New York giants and they're at the Panthers. I'm going to get fucking buck wild here. They're going three and one on this stretch. I got them two and two there. All right, so I got them at five and three total, and you got them at four and four total. But see, they're still hanging around, and then they're going to have a bad stretch here. As... Yeah, so they haven't had a bye week yet. They go they're twelve. Back, their games bye week is they get week a bye thirteen. Week. Yeah. Yes. So I know that because I did a best ball last night, and I took Darnold, and I was like, I just I realized I had him in Roethlisberger or him and somebody else, and they're both their bye weeks are week thirteen. I was like, ah, shit. I'm only gonna have one quarterback that can possibly score for me that week. I better better stay healthy. Um, so yeah, you got. Uh, where were we? Okay, so the, finish with the Falcons. Finish with the Falcons. So the, then they're at home against the Patriots. Then they're at the Miami Dolphins. Oh no no no! I, I skipped one. Yeah, they're at the Patriots at home at the Cardinals, Washington okay, at home, home at the Dolphins. I will once again, dude. Uh, here's a controversial one, though. I'm going to give them two and two here again. I got them zero and four here. Zero and four. Ooh, I, I I'm not high on the Dolphins at all. I think that's a win for them, and I think they can get one over at home against uh, Ron, their old boy Ron Rivera. Even though that's also a revenge spot for him. Uh, I got them at two two. So I got them at <laughs> seven and five total going so down I the stretch. Believe- I believe in the Dolphins' defense, and I believe that they have a defensive-minded head coach who knows Darnold really well. Okay. I, I, I mean, I see that angle. I just am so on the anti-Tua bandwagon this year that I'm fading him in a lot of spots. I, but I don't have the Dolphins going 0-16, but uh, I don't have them being very good. All right. Uh, you got the Panthers going against Atlanta at home next. And then they're at Buffalo. Then they're at home against Tampa. Then they're at the Saints. Okay, I will give them one and three there. Yeah, I got them one and three. And again, I've said this before, but at the Falcons, home against the Falcons, I think they're going one and one. I'm giving them the home win. But it's tough. 
And then final game of the season, they're at the Buccaneers. So, that's their loss. Their one chance to win, like we said before, would be if the Buccaneers start their sit their starters. But again, we went over that in depth earlier. You so, can't sit that many guys, and there's a lot of depth on that Bucs. I do have them going eight and nine and hitting that fucking win total over seven and a half, just barely. I have them at five and twelve, and so based on my predictions being farthest from the line, this is the one I like the best. All right. I, I can see that. And, dude, I can very easily see this being – there's a reason why they have the longest odds to win the division. But I'll say this. I think there could be just some sort of magic that catches in Carolina this year because who knows what happens with this division every year. There's no rhyme or reason. So if you're a Panthers fan – Go ahead, do it. Put a fucking twelve to one division ticket on them. Just, just do it. You know, enjoy that. So, of the three teams that aren't the Buccaneers here, the chance for the big play on offense, I think, favors Carolina over the other two. So okay. that big eighty-yard play, whether it be from McCaffrey, Anderson, Moore, or Marshall, those swing games pretty heavily. And see, I don't see really any coaches getting fired in this division. They got two first-year coaches, and then they got a guy who just won the Super Bowl and a guy who's a year-in-year-out competitor. So the the coaching stability is pretty safe there. Because I was looking at some of the fun props, like which coach gets fi- fired first. And so I, w- I would uh, go with uh, our boy in Cincinnati, Zach Taylor. Uh, I forget what the exact odds were on him, but I think you can get it like 9-1, to one, something like that. It's kind of it's something kind of weird, but... Like, dude, he's, he's, he's got an awful head coaching career record. I mean, if he, they, they start horribly, like, I think they're going to. There's a good chance that cashes. Um, all right, dude. I I just want this is uh, wrapping up now. I'm kinda, I don't really have any money props for this division. I'm, unfortunately, everybody, I've been a little busy with uh, things. So I didn't have time to really sit down and, like, go, like, oh, uh, you know. I, but, you know, I, I am interested in Antonio Brown overs this year. On uh, catches and receptions, I don't know what they're at, but it's probably pretty reasonable because there's so many weapons in that offense. And Tom Brady keeps him around for a reason, so just keep that in mind when you're with that. But uh, I really just want to thank everybody for uh, if everybody who's listened to any of these previews and uh, for for all the all the good feedback I've gotten from everybody and just. It's it's been really meant a lot to me. I didn't think this was gonna work out the way it did. I can't believe I got 14 of these done in 31 days. Uh, I'm not gonna pat. I'm not gonna I go out and suck my own dick on that one. But you know, I I didn't realize how ambitious it was, how ambitious it was, when I decided to take over, take on that project. And Brett, I'm so glad that you, my brother, were able to join me for a couple of these. That made it a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, always love talking football with you. Yeah, and like I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna be back next year for it. But uh, if you if guys have any ideas of stuff like this, you think I should do in the future. Feel free to email the show at the Luxops here podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always or send us a DM on uh, Twitter, on uh, Instagram at the Luxops pod and uh, at Luxops pod on Twitter. Um, what else am I forgetting? Oh, patreon.com. Brett and I just did a best ball draft. So for those of you kind of curious about best ball strategy and how to kind of we we do a good job of like, you know, making I think I think if you listen to that on the Patreon it you'll you'll be at least less intimidated by doing a draft like that you know and i think that's a lot of fun for everybody so go over there and su- subscribe at patreon.com slash luxops pod would really help out a lot the season starts in uh if you're listening to this the when it comes out tonight or tomorrow 
Um, season starts in like eight days. I'm pretty excited. I got a bunch of friends coming out here to Vegas. So that's going to be a good time. Uh, but thank you so much, everybody. I, it, it means the world to me. And keep listening. Make sure you go over and give us a five-star review. That would help a lot. And uh, also, feel free to give us your picks. I always like hearing from you. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much, everybody. I will see you next week where uh, degenerate extraordinaire Joey Devine is joining the show. My buddy Joey. Brett, you're going to love this. He uh, fought for years have been saying his, his fantasy league needs to get rid of kickers. And so fucking last year, he didn't roster a kicker for the entire season in protest. And he won the league. And so now they changed the rule this year. And I want to have him explain that entire battle next week. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you tune in for that. Thank you so much, everybody. God bless you and keep gambling.